Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I love hardcore, and I think back to when I played in a band called Final Phase. We were able to play this show in Hemet at the Wheelhouse. It was a weird show at the Roller Rink. My band was the only one that played on the stage. Everybody else set up on the floor, and that always puzzled me. They probably saw how bad our set was, and were like, yeah, like let's just do it on the floor. Maybe things will be a better vibe. So that was like really embarrassing, but awesome show. I got to see Steel Nation. And fast forward to now, I'm having on Ethan, the drummer of Steel Nation. It was an honor for me to be able to talk to him. I love that band, and they deserve so much respect for what they've done, the records they've put out. So shout out Pennsylvania Hardcore. I love the state. Everybody has been awesome to me and has supported everything that I've done. So it's much appreciated, and I'm always stoked to have anybody on from that area because everybody's been so cool so it's awesome to keep that streak going so it's been so fun to have been able to talk to ethan shout out steel nation shout out bitter end uh, it was definitely fun to be able to pick his brain and you know get some little nuggets about new stuff going on with those bands and i hope you guys are aware of steel nation if you're not I highly suggest you go back, check out the split they did with Crucified, check out Soul Swallower, Forever Wounded, The Heart of the Fall, and just keep an eye out for the new record, The Big Sleep, and yeah, I'm stoked. Shout out to Ethan for doing the podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy this conversation, so please, without further ado, welcome Ethan to the podcast. All right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? It's pretty good. Just uh, another day living in lockdown, so not a whole lot going on. So I'm actually curious uh, where are you um, living at these days because I've heard you um, move all around um, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I've, I've been in Pittsburgh for at least like over 10 years now. So I've been here, but the rest of the band, we've all kind of lived all over the state a little bit. Mainly, uh, most of the band lives out in central Pennsylvania, though, so we're, we're a little spread out. Okay, and for those who aren't um, well-informed, uh, you drum for a band called Steel Nation, which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't even remember how I found out about you guys, but I remember it was like 2008, 2009. Uh, me and my buddy Andrew were like super obsessed with your band and at the time, I was actually in a hardcore band, and I was fortunate enough to have been able to play with you guys once. It was like this random show in uh, the city of Hemet. It was at some roller rink. The lineup was... Oh, yeah, the, the Hemet Wheelhouse or something, right? Yeah, that, that's crazy that you remember oh, that. <laughs> I was, it was funny. I was, I was just talking to uh, a friend of mine the other day about like all the, all the places we played in California. We played some, especially on that tour, we played some random places. Like most people don't ever go to it seems like. And I remember mentioning I think that was the first show we played in uh in California ever. That's crazy. I had no idea that that was the first show because back then, like uh, things were a little different for me because I wasn't, um, you know, really talking to anybody from the other bands. I, I just remember I hit up the promoter on MySpace and was like, "Yo, like 
like is there room for like any more locals and like I, we, we weren't like super local like we were from like the palm springs area which is probably like 30 40 minutes okay. from Hemet. and he just got back to me was like yeah like for sure your band wants to play you guys can open the show and i was like oh this is so sick i was like i don't have what, to uh, what was your band playing? uh we're, we're called final phase final phase okay yeah, I'm uh, just some small band from Palm Springs. We, we never really did anything big, but it was, it was just cool uh, to be able to play with uh, Steel Nation, uh, Know the Score. I'm pretty sure Gravemaker was on there, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I think, I think yeah, Gravemaker, I think they played a handful of shows with us around that, around that time. I think we were, I think we played with, um, with uh, Fight Like Hell, because they, they were the ones we played with a lot on the West Coast uh, on that, that little run we did, so. Yeah, I actually love that band so much, and I'm like, it's always cool for me to hear people bring that band up because I, I uh, had like a good relationship with those guys. Um, they were older than me, and they were always just like really kind and super down to, um, you know, show love whenever we would see them on tour, or you know, even when they invited me and my friends out to go to their final show in Denver. Just a um, great group of guys. Oh yeah, those, those guys, those guys are awesome to us. I mean, they were the ones that. Uh... You know, they were setting up. That was actually their, their last tour that they were doing. They wanted to just come out and play with them. So we, we played some shows out to, uh, our first show with them was in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then we did, we did the West Coast. We did a bunch of different, different towns and everything all through California. And then, uh, we went back to, back to Denver. And then I think their last show was, it was quite some time after that because that was in the winter. I don't remember exactly when their last show was though. The last show was it was uh, sometime in March because I, I remember uh, my, my friends and I we actually drove up there which was like the longest drive ever well not really long it yeah, took us like that's, sixteen that's hours right it was crazy but Steel Nation I uh, like back then I, I was able to see you guys like on that that tour when like my band played with you guys and then I think the last time I saw you guys was in L A at the Cobalt Cafe you guys were uh, on tour. For uh, Forever Wounded had just like come out. Oh, yeah, the, the DVD tour for Death Force Honor. Yeah, that was uh, that show was super wild. I remember. Yeah, that that venue was pretty interesting. But I, I remember me and my buddy were like, "Yo, like they're playing LA." I, I'm pretty sure that was like the only Southern California day, if I can remember off the top of my head, because I, I I know for a fact that we would have seen you guys more if there were other dates. But I remember we made it a point like, "Yo, uh, we have to go and see them." Like the, like we were digging the D record at the time. And I still like uh, that record, and it was just like such an awesome thing to be able to go out and see you guys again. Yeah, I think that was the only show we played in all of California, actually. On that. Really? That's a, that's such a weird um, thing to just hit one like date in Southern California. I, I'm I'm always curious when uh, tours have that kind of route where it's just like okay, it's like L.A. and like that's it. Where I'm just like, damn, it's like so many other awesome cities to play in Southern California. Like I'm always curious like why it's just like one sometimes. Yeah, I don't know why it worked out that way. I mean, we had L.A., Tijuana, and then I feel like we were in like up in Reno or something, like the next day or something, some miserable drive, and just like missed all of like every everything north of California. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And I was always curious because I saw you guys on that tour for Forever Wounded, and I was like, damn, I'm so psyched for them to come back, and. You guys have never come back, and that was seriously so long ago. And I'm, I've always been curious. Like, uh, I, I know things slow down for bands, and uh, you know it, it gets harder uh, to do like full time stuff, like long tours. But I was just curious, like, what like what has been like preventing you guys from doing like like bigger tours, 
and just doing stuff like closer to home? Yeah, that was that was like the last big long tour that we did. Um, after that, we did like we did two weeks with like naysayer on the East Coast, and then you know, people just got you know, we got a little older. People started starting families, and uh, it just got it just got harder and harder for us to take the enough time to enough time off to you know get back out to the West Coast to play shows. And we've always talked about trying to fly out there for something, but uh, it just I don't know, it just never really is is, is planned out. So hopefully. Some, at some point in the future, we can get back out there and play. But I think our days of you know taking 30, 35 days off from work to go on tour are probably a little behind us at this point. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like that's like always like challenging getting like a significant amount of time off of work just to be able to do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I was thinking about you know, I don't, I don't even know how to go about doing a tour like that that long anymore. Like all the contacts I had for shows and everything, all those people kind of you know, disappear and move on. I don't really doing shows anymore and stuff like So I couldn't even imagine how to book a tour across like, the United States. I feel like, I feel like it should be easier these days, right? With the access to social media and um, everybody being that's, so like readily available. I'm, I'm so, I'm so bad the social media game though. So I mean, I, the fact that Steel Nation has like something on Facebook is, is pretty surprising to me. I mean, we don't, we don't have like Instagram and all those kind of things. We're just, I don't know, we're always kind of like the uh, the last to get around to doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like that you guys have a Twitter because it, it's always cool to see you guys. Um, you know, uh, tweets pop up in my feed every now and then. I'm like, oh shit, like Seal Nation. Like it's always cool just to hear from you guys every now and then. Just knowing that I'm, you guys are still active enough to at least you know drop tweets here and there. I know sometimes I forget we even have. I don't even know. Do people even use Twitter anymore? Is that like a thing, or is that like more popular now? Uh, That's like how out of it, out of it that I am. Twitter's still a thing, but I feel like Instagram's more popular. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what it seems like. I mean, I, there there maybe be a Steel Nation Instagram if we actually had like pictures to post. But I feel like we were the least photogenic band that's ever existed. Like, there's I don't think we, we for whatever reason you know, we'll, we'll play these shows and there'll be photographers there and then you know we, there's like no no footage of us no no pictures so that's why i was kind of like ah, there's no point in trying to like get an instagram going really sometimes they just tuck away your guys' live shots what do you say oh i said the uh, photographers just tuck away your guys' live shots yeah they're just like yeah we're gonna we're gonna take a break during these guys we're, that's we're just gonna, we're just gonna <laughs> take this one off yeah I, but it, it's, it's fine i don't know maybe that makes us you know, like more more elusive or something like that. I don't know. I, I find that uh, whenever I, I run into kids who actually know about Steel Nation, because um, you guys aren't like a super active band these days, I, I, I feel like a, like a cool connection. Because we're like, oh shit, like okay, you know about Steel Nation, like such an awesome band. And I, I find that whenever I talk to anybody from your area, there's a lot of respect like put on your guys's name, which makes me happy because like I, I look at your band and I I, I see how great you guys are and i'm just glad that at least the people in your area know like what's up with you guys i mean we're i'm i'm, I'm still surprised it's still cool even for like this day we've been around for i don't know, like 15 years and still, i still think it's pretty awesome that like there's, there's kids out there like younger kids older kids like people have been around for a while that still you know still check out my band still like it still give us give us props and respect and stuff like that because you know whenever we started the band we were just practicing in like a old storage unit and i never actually thought that 
you know, we'd play shows or anyone would actually care to listen to us and stuff. So I still think it's pretty cool that, you know, we, you know, like you, for example, all the way out in California, you know, hit me up to do a podcast, you know, it's still pretty, it's still pretty cool to, to me and the rest of my band that stuff like this comes up. Yeah. I, 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 sometimes I, I, I even like tell people uh, that I wish I would have started doing this earlier. Cause there's like some bands that I just think about like, man, like I, I wish I could have like, you know, talked to them like way earlier. So like, I'm happy that we're doing this now, but it, it would have been like way cool if I could have done it like way back then. Like when you guys were like super active, like on that tour with like, you know, DVD on, you know, the forever wounded like release. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, hindsight's always 2020, I feel like, but, Hey, be better than now than ever, right? Yeah, for sure. This I, I'm playing catch up, and it's actually uh, cool that I'm able to get in contact with uh, you know uh, people like you, like you know people that have been like a fan of for like a long time. So uh, you know, I'm just kind of I'm happy that I'm still able to get in contact with people. That's awesome. It's awesome that uh, people actually kind of care what we've been up to and stuff recently. So. Yeah. So, okay. I, I want to go back to the very beginning. Um, you mentioned briefly that you guys like started out in a storage unit and, um, way back then um, you guys had like an actual singer. Can you talk about like how the band, um, formed and like where the idea of still nation came from? So a long time ago, like there was, uh, Neil, Steve and Alex, the guitar players were all in a band together called Derringer and they were out in central Pennsylvania. I was living in Philadelphia going to school. And I was I was playing for uh in for a band called Those Who Remain out in Harrisburg. And um I just kinda I met all these guys because they were from the central Pennsylvania area too. Um just through shows and everything. And that band Derringer was breaking up and Steve and Alex were like, Hey, you know, we're gonna try to do this band with our own guitar player, Neil. We don't really know what it's gonna sound like, but you know, we're gonna looking for a drummer, do you wanna do it? So that was like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And we just started, you know, started jamming and it kind of went from there. We were all, you know, they all knew each other already. And I knew uh, Steve and Alex, but I hadn't met Neil yet. So we got together and jammed and wrote, wrote like a, a couple songs, like our first practice and, you know, recorded them and then kind of, kind of went from there. We didn't really even have a singer originally. So the first person that sang for Steel Nation was uh, one of Neil's friends named Chris. So he, he sang maybe we did like maybe like five or six shows with him singing. Uh, there's a tape demo out somewhere. I don't. I think I still have some. I have no idea how many. You know, I I, I made on like a tape player. We did like a crappy like four track recording. And uh, but he was he was going to be like, you know, we started wanting to play out more and do weekends and things like that. It just really wasn't going to work with him and his his work and, and family situation. So that's when we got the. Uh, the singer we had Pat after that, um, who sang on uh, Soul Swallower and did that that first uh, West Coast tour. And uh, how did you guys um, end up doing that uh, split with uh, Crucified, which I thought was like pretty interesting. You guys just had that one song, and Crucified had two. We had well, we did um, we did uh, on that. We did Road to Hell, and we did um, Odysseus on that so there should have been two okay maybe mine was just uh i I forgot road to hell okay yeah you're right but um that kind of came about because i'm trying to think where how that one that one came about i think we we had like two songs we didn't kind of we we were playing road to hell out on that that tour i think 
Mm-hmm. And then I think that can't kind of came through like double or nothing. Cause I think those dudes, um, the double or nothing records knew the crucified guys. And then later on that tour, we actually played the crucified, I think maybe in Fresno. And I think like met those guys up there and, uh, it just kind of went from, went from that. Okay. Yeah, I, I I thought that was like an interesting pairing, and uh, I thought Crucified was a cool band. I actually still own a Crucified shirt somewhere in my closet. It's like a Sharks logo, like rip. Some somewhere, I think. Yeah, I think we did. We did like a um, like a, the, the hockey themed kind of split seven inch because on the the label, the stamp label in the middle, there's a photo of Mike Ricci and then uh, Kevin Stevens on the one side. Because I remember the singer. I think Nick was a big Sharks fan, so we used to kind of chat like hockey and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they did like the San Jose Sharks like ripoff, and we had like a Pittsburgh Penguins ripoff shirt. You remember that hockey jersey you guys came out with like a long time ago? <laughs> I do. I do remember the hockey jersey. The the hockey jersey that a lot of people apparently didn't get in the mail. <laughs> oh really? Okay, so I got that as a gift for my my buddy Andrew and. I remember just being so jealous when I saw it in person. I was like, man, I, I wish I would have just got it for myself. Um, but I, I thought that was like such like a sick, like, you know, piece of merch. Yeah. Like something got messed up with the pre-orders. Cause I think it was like a pre-order for the, for forever wounded. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's something got messed up. I remember people used to email me like all the time. And say, hey, where's my hockey jersey? I was like, oh, this is like, I, I was like, I, I'm not sending you that. Like, I don't know. Like I can, you know, I can talk to the double or nothing and try to get things figured out. So I remember this ended up turning into like a giant debacle. I don't even, there's probably still some people that didn't, didn't end up getting theirs. Damn. That's crazy to think about. Cause I, I, I honestly do remember that it, it, it did take a little while for it to get delivered, but, uh, yeah. but for me, I was like, yeah, there's really no point in like trying to hassle somebody over the internet about it. Like when I, and I remember, um, you guys did come out and say like, Hey, I'm like, you know, it's still in production or whatever. Just like be patient. And you know, I was patient and my buddy, uh, you know, I got it delivered in the mail and I was able to give my buddy his present. You know, I really, we always like talked about trying to do that again. But like that might be a whole, a whole mess to kind of go through again. But, I don't know, we got maybe it's the next record we'll try to figure something else out like that again. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of the new record, I was um, really surprised uh, when you guys dropped that new track. Because uh, to me, it just kind of came out of nowhere because like, I didn't even know you guys were um, like actually working on a new record. Because I, I do remember some tweets saying that you guys were working on some new stuff, but I wasn't sure if um, it was ever going to come out just because like, I feel like it's like, been like so much time. So. When you yeah, got... that, that, I mean that happens with bands sometimes, especially you know where it just takes a long time for a record to come out. And sometimes bands work on records and they just never come out. So yeah, it did, it did kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, like, we really maybe have the best social media presence to try to you know, work on it, getting a little better with people, you know, knowing that we're still a band. I think sometimes like we don't play a lot of shows. So I think you know we'll, we'll go play shows elsewhere. People come to us and say, "Oh, I didn't even know you guys are still a band." It's like, nah, like we never, we never broke up. We never stopped playing. We just kind of play in our area a lot. So I think it's easy that we just kind of get forgotten about sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys, you know, dropped that new track, and I feel like it, it got a great push. I, I saw it like all over uh, Twitter, and uh, I was curious about the the direction of the record. Uh, you guys are on a new label, and 
you know the record's title to the big sleep so i was just curious like what you can talk about um from the new record yeah i, I feel like yeah, with the new record we we start i mean we started recording it like over a year ago just with most things like that you know it just takes a long time living in you know different cities and coordinating people's schedules and stuff like that but you know after over a year of, you know, tracking it and, you know, taking long breaks off and kind of tweaking things and changing stuff. Uh, you know, it's finally coming out. And it'll be like 10 tracks. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty stoked on it. We don't really, you know, we feel like it's just kind of an album just kind of represents, you know, ourselves and all of our influences and all the different kinds of music that we're into. And, you know, we just kind of wrote a record that, that we, uh, we, we enjoy listening to and had a good time writing and making. So, we we'll kind of see what people think about it, but you know we're pretty happy with how it turned out. So it's cool. I'm just curious uh, with the the new label. How'd you guys um, decide to put it out through Knives Out? So Knives Out thing, like we we um, had the record you know done, and I realized that I was thinking like, well, you know, I know that um, you know we're not like a super active band, so I didn't know if there'd be any label even really interested in putting it out for us. And, I've thought about doing it on my own for a while or, you know, just doing our band doing it, but uh, it seemed kind of like, uh, kind of like a hassle. I, just, I felt like we'd probably mess it up somehow. So I, I hit up a couple labels around here seeing if they'd be interested. And, you know, some people kind of were, but they'd say, oh, I have all this other stuff lined up, so I don't really know when it'll come out and all this. And I'd kind of been in contact with Knives Out over stuff in the past. You know, we, we, we talked about trying to do a split with uh, one of our friends' bands in Finland, our friend's band, Vault. We were talking about doing a split with them and putting it on Knives Out. So I just kind of been in contact with him. You know, it had been a while, but I just randomly, I hit him up and I hit up Knives Out and, or Knives Out and uh, said, hey, you want to you know, check out our new record? Maybe you'd be interested in you know, putting it on. Checked it out, hit me back up. And I was like, yeah, definitely let's make this happen. So just kind of, just sort of was a random thing that sort of came up and came about. And was uh, the harder they fall? Was that just like put out through you guys? That was done through Harm Reduction. So Harm Reduction was um, Jamie from Code Orange, and then uh, Patrick from uh, End of a Year. So I can't remember what his band was, but um, they had like a little subsidiary label. I think it was like of Deathwish. Oh, okay. They had together for a little while and stuff. So I I'd known Jamie from just you know being in Pittsburgh for for a little while and stuff like that. So. He was putting out some, some bands and some, some uh, stuff from like the Pittsburgh area. So they, they did that one for us. That's so sick. I, I literally had no idea about that. Uh, shout out Code Orange. Oh, like the, the James, kind of, James was one of the people behind that. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know if they. I don't production didn't really. I mean, I guess they're, they're still around. I, I Occasionally, you know, we do need new. Uh, Records. I'll hit up uh, Patrick because Jamie's kind of out of the out of the you know thing a little bit with how busy Code Orange is and all. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think they have they have some. They're actually kind of working on some stuff coming up too. Oh hell yeah, that that's really awesome to hear. I, I definitely got to keep my eye out and see what they're gonna put out. But as far as like a release date, everything with with all that's going on. I mean, I talked I talked to them today about what you know this is a potential release date, but. Things over in, in 
transferring that stuff and everything like that. So it's just going to be kind of a bit of a waiting game. But hopefully as hmm. – I don't think things will ever really return to normal. But as they you know, start to open up a little more and stuff like that, we'll have a better idea when it might be out. So hopefully in the fall – yeah, I'm actually really curious too because um, you know before we started, you were asking me how things are going out here in California, and today's like the first day they started like opening things back up. Like it was like the first phase, I think, or maybe the second phase. I can't even remember. Um, but it did seem like a, a little busier because I, I I still work. So when I was driving home today from work, this is like the first Friday since like things reopened. I noticed that there was like a lot more people on the freeway versus like yeah. the past couple of weeks when I was driving home where I just would fly by. I was like, okay, cool. Like it doesn't take me that long to get home from work. But today I was like, okay, there's like a, I, I can tell it's like noticeably like a lot more people driving. Man, I know. So Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I know is doing it county by county. Okay. So some of the, some of the counties that had their cases going down opened up into the first phase today, but Pittsburgh and, the bigger, the more populated areas are still kind of under whatever it is right now. I mean, it's not like a real lockdown because you can go outside and do things like that. But it's still, it's still kind of quiet here. And uh, did this whole thing have like a major effect on your day to day? Personally, yeah, personally, I've never really been, been working too much. I do like you know strength training and some, some things like that. So all the people I train, and athletes and stuff like that. Um, I don't really work with them too much, so I'm just kind of keeping in touch with them. Some, some of them have like some home gyms and things like that. So yeah, I've been working right now, which has been yeah. And uh, you know, people people think it's like oh, it's very cool not to work, you know, and just hang out. But nah, actually, it really sucks. Yeah. So, I, I had a lot of people like you know, like early stages being like really stoked, like hell yeah, I get like a and this was like when it was like people thought it was just gonna be like for like two weeks there you go i, I get like a two-week vacation but it's like no uh, it's not really a vacation there's like you know, like a, this whole thing going on and then like here we are like you know still i think we're like uh a month from when that two weeks was like supposed to be up and it's just like way different oh than my God. what anybody expected yeah, and, uh, i work with the division three football team too so i'm just even this is a, this division three college next uh there's coming season, so it's sort of like this is the big waiting game and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, you also drum for a band called Bitter End. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so uh, did you um, drum for them at LDB Fest? Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been playing with them for like probably, probably like ten years now or so. Oh, really? That's so. Uh, yeah. Somebody mentioned that to me, and I had no idea that you also played for Bitter End. And like when I heard that, I was like, dude, that's so fucking awesome. Because that's another band that I, I think is like just another great band and uh, you know shout out texas hardcore oh, is. so sick yeah actually um post, i mean uh, the, you know, I, I, just before this this uh call i think the one the one guitar player sent me some riffs we're gonna try to do another seven inch at oh. some point so um and it's just just like you know every other band i mean everyone lives all over the place and stuff like that bitter has kind of been that way for for quite some time so it'll be challenging to make it work but like we, you know, we have enough time in our hands to try to figure something out right now. Yeah, and how'd you land that gig? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. Um, I I met Daniel, the singer, a long time ago. Uh, I, I I was playing this band Strength for a Reason, and we did a tour with uh, a band from North Carolina called Choose Your Weapon and Will to Live. 
from uh, Texas, and he filled in on vocals for Will Will to Live. So I met him on that tour in probably like 2007 or so, mm-hmm. and just stayed in touch with him since then. There was the the last half hard tour Bitterman played uh, half the tour or something like that. And he hit me up and I'm just like, hey, you wanna you wanna fill in on this tour? And then it just kind of went from there. That's like I had no idea he filled in for Will to Live. Like I, I've only seen Will to Live once, and that was um, in Las Vegas, which was like uh, pretty random. But yeah, tested in truth. That band, yeah, yeah, they're so sick. Yeah, I think he, it was a couple of shows. It was just it was just down to like that. We played some shows from like Philly down to Florida and over to Texas. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think anyone probably. I sometimes even forget that's how like I met him originally. And so you play on the Have Heart tour, and when did you kind of realize like, okay, this isn't just like a like a fill-in thing. I'm actually like in the band. Yeah, it was just it was just kind of like got to the point like their 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 drummer, he, um, he just you know busy with life and family and all that stuff couldn't do the tours. So mm-hmm. um, I just you know every time they'd go out and do tours, I just kept filling in, and it kind of went went from there. Yeah, yeah, and I ended up uh, you know recording the. The last record they did, "Delusions of Dominance," with them, and then, um, and then whatever else we have in store for the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, that record came out what, like, almost like five years ago. I think it did. Yeah, it's a lot longer than I realized. Yeah, and is there a reason that there's been such a big gap for Bitter End in the last record? I mean, just you know, people people living all over the place. Daniel's in Texas, guitar player in Cincinnati, and other ones in North Carolina, bass players in. Tennessee, so it's a little little challenging to get together and figure stuff out. Yeah, I always had like this um like weird like perception of like bands like growing up that um like uh, for the most part uh, I was like I always pictured band members like all living like locally, but then as I got older and I actually started like you know talking to people in bands and realizing that like members like you know for a lot of bands are like so spread out i was like that's so crazy and it's cool that some bands are able to make it work but i was like damn that, that must be like kind of challenging too like at the same time yeah i think bands always start that way and then as as time goes on things you know certain people can't do the band and it, it gets hard trying to find musicians too so it's kind of like finding people that are reliable or people that can play and those kind of things people that can take time off tours for tours so it's like you kind of got to You've got to find people wherever they are. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you remember the last show you played with uh, for Steel Nation? We played. God, this is gonna sound kind of bad. I don't, I don't really know, even if I can remember the last show we played. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was thinking about it, and like I, I couldn't even put my finger, my finger on it because I feel like it's been a minute for me. Um, I mean, it was probably just back in like. Sometimes, sometimes in the winter, I'm sure. I'm sure we played. My band played last, but uh, it was probably some show we played like in, in Pennsylvania, just like a local show. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, you know what it was? I think we, we played Pittsburgh with Leeway. I think that's what it was. Okay. On that. Which was probably back in like I think that was in, in maybe like January or February or something. Okay, that, that sounds right. Yeah, because I remember they're um, doing their rounds, huh? And uh, so then going back to bitter end, um, can you talk about what your LDB experience was like this past year? Oh, it was it was cool. Um, but we we played uh, 
sounds like the Midwest Blood Fest before. So I think that was like the third time we played it. Um, it just kind of, it's been getting kind of like bigger and bigger every every year that I've gone and played. So it was it was cool, you know. It was just a big big skate park. It just kind of sucked. We had to play after Inclination. That was that was a rough one playing after those guys in like their their home city. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, like, I, can't, I can't follow up that but you know it was still, it was still fun playing and everything a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of people showed up yeah. a lot of a lot of like friends you know don't get to see much anymore after stop like touring and getting around going out and playing weekends and stuff so it's cool catching up with a lot of people and that's awesome to hear I've always wanted to go to that fest and I've only have had friends who've been going to that since it was Midwest blood and it's been cool to watch it grow like you know year after year and I feel like it's like you know gone from like a regional fest to like an actual like you know big time fest with like you know like all the different bands they get from from all over instead of just from like you know the Midwest oh yeah I mean like I said I was I was actually kind of I went not really knowing what to expect. I was like, I was like, oh, there's gonna be a lot of people here. I don't really know, and uh, I, was, I was surprised. It was cool. I had, I had a fun time. So, yeah, I definitely think that. I think any any fest is definitely I think worth going to. You know, people can take the time to get wherever it is and everything like that. I know there's like a there's a lot of fests to, to pick from these days, but that, that's definitely seems to be like a good one, especially that time of year when there's really not as much going on. Yeah, it's nice that like every region. For the most part, it has uh, like some fest like within like a reasonable distance, and uh, yeah, that's what that's what it kind of seems like now. With you got Midwest, California, Florida, you know, so it's, it's kind of cool. The East Coast area has their own thing going on. They're all seem to be like you know far enough apart from one another where things don't really overlap too much. Yeah, and and it's weird like uh, how like through the years like it, it, this like tour or this like fest schedule has kind of like you know like um kind of like filtered out because you know like, yeah like the beginning of the year it starts off like with FYA and Florida and then um, you know just through the year like all the other fests happen and then it like you know like I think what like the last major fest is like is it in October or December would it be there's there's probably something that happens in in one of those months yeah. Cause like the one that comes to mind is like America's hardcore. I think that's in um, December. I don't no, know. That sounds I have, I honestly, I have, I have such a bad time keeping track of a lot of stuff anymore, but that's how that sounds about right. Then. Yeah. And I, I always, and I, I've, I've been to like a couple of these fests. I haven't been to all of them, but it's always cool to, to travel and see how things go down in like different parts of the world. Cause like, it's fun, you know, going to your local scene. I'm obviously super familiar with that, but it's nice going out and I'm um, getting exposure to, you know, kids from like different parts of the world and get to see like your favorite bands in these different settings. Oh yeah. I think that's, that's always one of the fun parts about going on tours just seeing, you know, what other, other scenes are like, you know, what other cities, their shows are like and all that. So I mean, I, I think it's always cool when you go out in different cities and, just kind of see what their shows are like and how things are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you uh, briefly mentioned that you, uh, you know, uh, work with, uh, the division three football team. Like how'd you end up there? Um, I ended up going back to, you know, when, after it's probably like the year after the tour we did with naysayer, I ended up going back to school and got an exercise science degree and certifications and all. So I ended up just, getting an internship at this uh, Division Three University here in Pittsburgh, Carnegie Mellon, and, uh, you know, got along with their head coach well and, you know, put in, put in a little work, and then a job opened up where I get to work at the 
cool gig. It's 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 fun. It's not like a you know full time thing, but it's definitely enjoyable. Okay. Well, that's cool to hear. Uh, I'm I'm happy to hear that you're able to go back to school and actually you know put your degree to use. Yeah, yeah. It was, was kind of like a you know after you know, after those, those tours, I realized things were slowing down. I was trying to find some other bands to play with, and I don't know, wasn't really wasn't really working out too well. And I was like, you know, I think I have to figure out something else to do. So I just thought it'd be the you know, best decision to you know, go back to school to try to take some time to figure out where to go with my life and all. Did you ever try to start like a, a newer band? Um, you know, not really. It was kind of hard. I felt like at that time there weren't, in, you know, where I lived in Pittsburgh, there really weren't musicians. I mean, I think around, I'm trying to think what was going on around that time. Like, there weren't really the musicians in the Pittsburgh area. They were like kind of looking to do bands and stuff. Um, I got like another another band I ended up doing a couple couple years ago with some local guys in Pittsburgh. Uh, called Inconsolable Wretch, but that's more of like a just a project to have fun where you maybe play one or two shows a year. Um, so I ended up doing something something new and more and original. But yeah, I tried to look for some bands that just wasn't really working out. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. I I, I would love to uh, go on tour. Like I I've, I've been on tour like once in my whole life, and it was like a really fun experience. So I I would love to be able to do something like that again. I can take a, another like 30, 35 days on the road and stuff like that. But yeah, I'd, I'd, like another two weeks. I'd be good for about two, three weeks, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I could probably have like, because I, I feel like I'm at the point where I'm I, I'm 31 and I definitely don't feel 31, but I feel like, okay, I was like, I'm not going to feel this way forever because at some point I'm going to be actually old and start to feel old. Yeah, no, I know what that means too. Yeah, which is like, yeah, like always growing up, like with every, you know, new birthday, whatever, every year getting older, I, I was always like, I always trip out in how I never feel my age. I, obviously, yeah, like I'm responsible. Uh, I'm an adult. I have a car. I have responsibilities. But I like, but I just never really felt like, you know, my actual age. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, that, that's what, that was one of the nice things about, the, the LDV Fest this year, there's some older bands on there because it gets to the point now, you know, you get a little older, almost, I'm almost 36, it's like, you go to shows and everyone's just so much younger than you, it's kind of weird at first. Kind of like, this is odd because I still feel young. I remember when Bitter End, when they were doing those those Life and Death tours, on the first Life and Death tour, Bitter End played like, we played a handful of shows on there. I was getting picked up at the airport and I think there was like, there's probably like eight, nine bands on that or whatever. And I was sitting at the airport waiting to get picked up. And uh, thinking about all the bands, I was like, oh my God, I might be the oldest person on this whole tour. And I was only like 31 at the time or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this, this sucks. And li- luckily, a buddy of mine was actually filling in for uh, Suburban Scum. And the old guitar player from Harm's Way was both, they were both older than me. And I didn't, I didn't know that at the time. But I was just like, God, this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah, sometimes, like sometimes I I do think about like, damn, am I that old guy at shows? <laughs> you know, because yeah, that definitely yeah, definitely are the old guy at shows now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah but but luckily, um, I I have like decent genes, so like I don't like look old. Like I I still, um, you know, 
you go, you on the guys, you know, just tell people you're like 25 or something like that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like such a weirdo because like I'll, I'll go like by myself or I'll, I'll, I'll go with friends, but I'll, I'll just like hang out by myself. I, I'm not really like too big on like being like super social. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just kind of mind my own business. I go and like just find like a spot to go like chill and enjoy the show. But you, I, I totally forgot. I'm um, bitter and was on, uh, or played some dates on those life and death tours, which I, I actually miss. Like I, I enjoyed uh, that annual tour. It was always something cool to look forward to. Yeah, it's been a few summers since they did that. I don't even remember what the, the last one was. Yeah. I'll say, I can't remember either. All I know is that it used to always hit uh, like it chain reaction um, out here in orange County. And I was like, damn, this is such a crazy like bill to be at this venue. And, and they always had like a good mix too uh, of like uh, what was currently going on like at that point in hardcore I feel like they always got like a really good solid lineup for like a full tour which was like awesome yeah yeah definitely I feel like um, so it doesn't seem like there's there's as big a tours that happen anymore with like a bunch of bands on them but Pittsburgh kind of gets skipped over a lot of times so there's a lot of things that happen and they just don't happen to come play Pitt, Pittsburgh so it's kind of feels you know, sometimes you feel a little disconnected a bit so, uh, if Pittsburgh gets skipped over, where do you normally have to go to catch like a show? Like, what's the next closest date that it normally gets hit? I mean, Cleveland's two hours away. So, I mean, if, if stuff goes to Cleveland, that's probably the next closest one. There's really not a whole lot going on here anymore. Uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh does have a good spot now. Um, the uh, preserving hardcore spot. That's, the guy AJ runs his, his distro and everything like yeah. that has a venue out here. Yeah, Shout we out. actually started bringing more bands through, which was cool. But um, now it's like everything that's going on. Who knows when there'll be you know, live music again? Damn. Yeah. Shout out uh, Facewreck. I've I've always wanted to go since I've known about um, preserving hardcore. Like I, I think that's like such a cool thing that um, he's doing down there, especially with like you know obviously like the history that's there. Like that's really awesome. But then like throwing the fact that there's an actual venue there too, it's like insane to me. Oh, it's a it's a cool store. I mean, he's got he's he just goes and accumulates old people's collections and finds all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a store definitely worth checking out if you're in the area I and mean, you'll find some gems in there and, you know he's usually always there working and stuff like that yeah if you, if you show up and say like, hey you know i want some bands that sound like this he'll, he'll he'll get you some cool stuff you probably haven't heard yeah and, and i i love that i i love talking to people about uh hardcore and just discovering bands that i've never heard of which is like which is always cool and really interesting because just like shit i'm so into this but you know these bands just somehow never make it on my radar so it's always cool like being able to you know get shown new stuff or just like stumble upon bands you've never heard of there's there's so much music out there it's it's uh it's like honestly overwhelming mm-hmm. yeah I, I i am curious about like when's like the next show that i'm gonna go to because when i look back at the last show that i went to I, I went and saw this band initiate it was like their record release weekend in la which is like mm-hmm. not normal for me like normally like I, I don't really like going out um into la for shows but i i was just um, a huge fan of that band so i was like i'm gonna go check them out uh go support uh but i just you know walked away and i didn't realize that that was going to be it for the foreseeable future and it's just like a, yeah a, like kind of a trip to like think back and like kind of like remember that night i'm like huh I'm like what if that was like the last hardcore show ever which is weird because we're all in this same boat we're like there hasn't been a show in a really long time nobody's been able to go to a show see any bands so it's like it's weird that this whole like you know our, our whole scene has been on pause 
when it comes to yeah, the couple, live show a couple of days before things before things got real wild terror played out here okay and i remember, I remember being at that and i was thinking like yeah this i was like i think this is gonna be the last show for a little while because it was you know they just canceled the nba season so i think that's when people started realizing that, like oh this actually this is actually like a real a real thing going on mm-hmm. and then a few days after after that terror show was supposed to be the code orange record release and then that got canceled and i think that was so it almost feels like that terror show was one of the one of the last shows that happened. Yeah, the last think, like uh, the the last show that actually happened in our area was um, the Acacia Strain was on tour. It was like a Acacia Strain rotting out and a couple other bands that I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was weird because mm-hmm. um, like they had like you know like I think at the time it was like uh, for like public gatherings. I think at the time the limit was like I think like 200 people or something like that. So what the venue did was like, hey, like we can only have like a limit of like 200 people, so we have to split the show um and do it twice. So they had like a uh, like a PM or they had like an afternoon show at like two o'clock and then they had the show again at like the normal time at like the seven o'clock. And I was oh, like, that's weird. Yeah, I was like, that's crazy. You know, it's cool that the bands were down to do that, but I was like, this is so weird because like I remember they just kind of did like a like a lottery system. They just kind of split up everybody like you know based off of the email that they purchased the ticket with and like emailed everybody like, hey, like you're two o'clock, you're seven o'clock. If your friends got split up, like let us know. We'll try to like make it work. It was like yeah, it was like this crazy thing that happened. Yeah, that's real. That's real weird. But uh, maybe maybe I'll have to go back to something like that. Who really knows? Yeah, I, I feel like I, like me and like my close friends were kind of just like waiting um, f- from like you know Sound and Fury because they they mentioned like I think like maybe two weeks ago at this point that they're gonna have to make some sort of announcement at the end of May. Uh, they just kind of want to like let things play out and see like where we're at at the end of the month because their fest is uh, you know scheduled for like early July and we're like right around right. the corner from that and especially being this close to the fest and. They've only made the one announcement when normally there's like multiple announcements for the fest and you know people like would have to try to coordinate their like flying their booking hotels airbnbs or whatever it's like um everybody just kind of wants to know so it's, it's just like such a weird moment right now because it feels like so close like maybe if they wait long enough things could be better and they could have the fest or like you know they're just gonna have to pull the plug like everybody else yeah it's just everything's just a giant waiting game right now whether it's you know fests or getting records pressed, just just everything, everything in the world just kind of been put on hold. And okay, so um, imagine Sound Fury happens. Like, would you be down to go? Like, no issues, or would you be like a little apprehensive to be in like that kind of setting again so soon? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I, 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 I would probably be slightly apprehensive. Um, if, if I lived in California, maybe a different situation. I don't really see myself buying a plane ticket on short notice to, to get out there and all. But I, I'd, I'd honestly probably be pretty apprehensive with my work situation being in gyms and stuff like that. Even when, um, you know, I can go back to work, I'm thinking about taking an extra couple of days just to sort of, you know, see what happens and everything. Okay. Yeah, see, I feel like I'm, I'm the complete, like, opposite. I'm just like, I'm ready. Like, if they announce that, you know, the show's on, I'm like, I've already purchased my ticket. And I'm like ready to go. I'm like cool. Like let's do it. Like let's have the fest. I want to see all these bands. Like I'm I'm ready. Well, I'm certainly yeah. I'm certainly ready for things to, you know, go back to some level of normalcy. But I'll I'll probably hang out hang back for a little bit. But I mean, there's already states that are kind of you know starting things up a little bit. So they're, you know, that that will kind of be the uh, the, the test subjects to see kind of what what happens with everything. 
Yeah, it, it, but it definitely is like a strange environment. Like when you think about, about like how things used to be. Last weekend, my buddy Garrett and I, we went down to Huntington Beach where they had like these crazy protests. I don't know if you saw it on the news, like thousands of people gathered to like, you know, protest the closure of like the beaches and like them wanting to like reopen the state. Uh, are, are you familiar with that that happened this past weekend? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my buddy and I went down there just to kind of like see it for ourselves because like it's so close to us, like literally like 20 minutes, like, you know, down towards the beach. We're like, all right, like, let's go check it out. And the like the local paper announced that in that area, some restaurants had reopened and we were tripping out like they were like, no way that, that that's really going on. So like we went down to Main Street, like the hub of that whole area. And we saw like one restaurant literally getting shut down by the police because they had reopened and like like other like middle uh, Middle Eastern spot um, had reopened like a hell of people just like out on the patio drinking and eating food. Like we saw like, yeah, it's like a couple like other like, you know, local like sub sandwich places that had opened. And we're like, this is fucking crazy that um, it actually reopened. And it was just weird seeing like so many people like gathered around just sitting around eating, even though that, you know, a couple weeks ago that was like normal, like whatever. We see that all the time. But just like seeing it now, like in this current situation, it was just like such a trip for me and him to like just like witness yeah, things things are definitely a bit wild right now. I I really don't follow too much of what goes on anymore because there's really not there's really nothing I can do about it. So I just kind of hang out, I do my do my thing, and I'm just kind of wait to see what happens with everything. Yeah, I'm really interested. So I'm like a huge like mixed martial arts fan, and this weekend the UFC is like back, which is a big deal because like all major sports has been on hold. Like you mentioned the NBA earlier, you know, hockey was gone. Um, um, obviously the NFL like was like not in season, but uh, you know the draft was like all virtual, which was like pretty interesting. But it, it's like a big deal for the UFC to come back in this climate, and they have taken like a lot of precautions to try to keep everybody safe and you know testing everybody multiple times like throughout the week to make sure everybody was like clean. But I'm um, I'm really interested to see how things play out on Saturday because I'm like a huge fan and I'm actually like really stoked that they're back. Oh, I didn't realize that on Saturday. Well, you know, I guess I guess at some point people just have to see what happens with everything. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I, f- I feel like we're really close to you know moving past the, the pandemic. Obviously, it's going to have long term effects, but I, I think we're like really close to you know getting past it and being able to you know try to move on from it. Because like I, I hate saying getting back to normal because I don't even know what normal is anymore. No, yeah, it's like. I don't, I don't remember what it's like to have a normal day. So mm-hmm. this is this is kind of become the new normal for me. So, so how do you like uh, pass the time these days? Like, what's your normal day to day like during the pandemic, the quarantined? Um, I just I wake up, I kind of hang out for a bit. I'll go through. Sometimes I'll answer a couple of emails. See, if, you know, I still have some clients that I'm working with, and see if they hit me up with anything, send me back any you know, numbers and workouts and stuff. And I like borrowed a bunch of weights and stuff for my gym. So I usually work out in my apartment. I got my drum pad set up over here. I'll, I'll do some, I'll read some, I'll go on my, like, you know, my walk around my neighborhood for a little while mm-hmm. and then, uh, just watch random TV shows. A friend of mine tricked me into watching this terrible show called Love Island. And oh. it's, it's absolutely terrible, but you know, I <laughs> watch watch that through like zoom and stuff like that so it's just like you know it's just every day seems to be that that's funny i i know exactly what show you're, you're talking about and i've like kind of uh 
like danced around the uh, trash reality shows on Netflix, and it's so bad. Yeah, and I, I saw that one, and I was like, uh, because like so I like the first one I watched like um so like back in January, like I'd gotten home from Florida, friends and I went to FYA, and I, I'd gotten back and I was on vacation from work, so I kind of like went down the rabbit hole and watched this show called The Circle, and I was like, okay, this is like this is okay, like I'll, I'll watch this, and then. I like went and watched. Um, I think it's called like Love Is Blind or something. Like people like just like kind of had to fall in love, but they didn't get to see each other until like the end or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is getting worse. I was like, I don't want to know what's next. And then like, yeah, Love Island came out, and like I watched like the like the trailer for it, and I was like, oh. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I was like, I think I'm just gonna kind of put a pause on like this. No, like, you're 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 definitely not ready for it. It's terrible. Okay. But um, my friend, she keeps joking about putting me on that show. So apparently. At some point, I'm gonna get some like application process. She's probably she's just gonna be my manager. So maybe in, uh, when that comes back, you'll see me on the UK version or something like that. Dude, that would be awesome. Yes, <laughs> it probably would be pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with all of that. You know what show like I've uh, gotten into? Uh, so um, Apple Plus, uh, I. I'm like aware of their service, but like I've never really watched anything until recently. I, I couldn't escape these um, ads for that show. Um, it's like uh, starring Chris Evans. He's in the show called Defending Jacob. He's like some lawyer, okay. and his kid is uh, being like charged with the murder of another kid, and it's like this crazy drama. Um, and it's still ongoing. Like they're on episode uh, five, just came out today, and I think there's going to be ten episodes or maybe eight episodes. I can't remember. I think it's eight episodes, but it's like it drops weekly every Friday, and this is like the first time in a long time that I'm like super excited for like, you know, weekly TV and for it being like my first introduction to Apple plus I'm like, wow, this is actually quality content. This show is like super awesome. So I, I try to tell everybody I, I can about it. So if you get a chance or know somebody with Apple plus, you should check out that show. Yeah, Defending Jacob. It's awesome. Account off them Cause I think that I'm, you know, barring people's accounts are about every streaming service possible right now. So I'll see. I'm probably someone I know has that though. I can, borrow that from us yes yeah no definitely do that because it's it's super sick and like it's just like really interesting because like i'm i'm like obsessed with like this uh like th this podcast came out a couple of years ago called serial and it's about this like murder case that happened in uh, baltimore this uh, kid was charged with the murder of his ex-girlfriend uh but there was no like physical evidence or any evidence at all that actually linked him to the murder um he got uh um, convicted based off of like um, one witness's testimony and like there's all this like crazy like underlying stuff like you know like uh like the like the uh God, i'm totally butchering this but the witness like you know is like being coached by the police to like you know uh, tell this like narrative that uh, the guy adnan actually killed his girlfriend but i'm like obsessed with it like i re-listen to the podcast like you know every now and then and like i try to do research and see if there's any new news like i spent like countless hours in like the subreddit just trying to figure out like what actually happened um and I'm still torn, but when I come across things like defending Jacob or on like HBO, there's a, like a mini series called like the night of just like these like weird, like murder mystery things. Like I'm just like super obsessed with them now. Well, Apple plus has the uh, DC boys documentary, right? Yes, they do. That one, yeah. So I have, to, I, have to, I have to get it for that for sure. Then. Yeah. That's actually something that I, I've um, had like in my mind that I, I need to watch because I am a fan of the BC Boys, so it, it would be cool to check that out because I've, I've seen the trailer for that too, and that looks really awesome. Yeah, also all the all the music stuff they do now with the you know they had the uh, Showtime the Dead Agnostic Front documentary, and you know it's all the books coming out now. Like they had the, you know Harley put out the book, and 
and all the all those books. It's just it's just cool to kind of go watch the history of all the, you know all the music that kind of you know influenced everything that you know we grew up listening to and all that stuff. So I think it's kind of cool that there's a lot of stuff on music out now in the media, different yeah. forms and all. Yeah, you mentioned that Agnostic Front documentary. That one was super fun for me to watch because I remember I got a chance to see Agnostic Front for the first time in 2003. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is some cool band from New York. And at the time, I was like, if it was 2003, I had to have been like 15, like 14, 15. I have like a late birthday, so it's kind of weird. But like seeing them back then, I didn't realize like their actual like status, like how legendary they are. So like I, I saw them in like 2003. Then I didn't see them again until like I think like 2015. I saw them in some bar in Long Beach with Fury, which was awesome. But yeah, just seeing that documentary and just like the history of the band and like what they've like accomplished and what they've done for hardcore and the fact that they're still around it, it's, it's like such a sick documentary. Like I, I love that band and that documentary was awesome. Oh yeah, it was, it was cool for sure. Yeah. Huh. Now I'm trying to think of like um, what other like cool hardcore documentaries there are out there. There's the um, Finding Joseph I, the uh, HR. They talked about him. him. That, was, that was pretty cool. Just, you know, the, bunch of old stuff and the bad brains and everything mm-hmm. so there's, there's definitely a couple out there i'm sure i'm sure more will be made over the years too yeah curious like what ones are gonna be made about like bands from like like our current era like when we're like actually old and like you know things like like the like, which, which bands look at the documentaries made about them yeah i'm curious oh it's gonna be it's kind of it's kind of tough to say you know now it seems like so many there's so much footage that's easily accessible now it's kind of it's like I don't, maybe there won't be like documentaries made quite as much anymore because everything is there's you know like what's that 856 has there's videos like almost everything out there which is which is cool but maybe you know, because of that they might not do the the documentaries you know in the future I, I like when uh, bands uh, make it a thing like early on to be like alright like let's just try to capture like footage of like our early sets just random shit from shows and tours um, knowing that maybe in the future that there would be a documentary because it's it's always cool to see like really old footage of like these bands that uh, become like you know more established and it's always awesome to like look back and be able to see them in their early days and like kind of be like yeah. oh shit like like they didn't know back then that you know uh, in the future they're going to become like this big thing so it's always like I, I think it's interesting to be able to like peek back into the past and see how things were uh, before it all got big yeah that's one thing I wish that I would have done with you know, it just in any band that I, I filled in for, play, played with, and all that stuff, that just I wish I would have documented things a lot better. But uh, which, yeah, I, I probably should have been because you know, iPhones and everything else, and everything was you know cheaper and easier to do and stuff rather than having some old giant like camcorder with you or you know film you have to worry about getting developed and everything like that. So that's definitely one of the things I kind of have regretted with uh, with all my bands over the years. It's just not not documenting enough stuff. Yeah, I, I try to at least like uh, if I see like a band that I, I'm like super stoked on that I hadn't seen before or like, I feel like it's a special night, I'll at least try to like uh, capture like a couple seconds of video or maybe like snap a photo because it's like yeah, because I, it, it's like way like way too convenient now to like not do it and um, like I'll like get on these like random like holes like I'll, I'll, I'll like open up like my Google Photos and be like okay like let me jump to like twenty. 14 and see what I was doing back then and it's, it's always cool to be able to like look back at like some old stuff yeah see, see what bands you're seeing and all that yeah and laugh at like how bad some of like the 
quality of like you know the footage was like it's like dude like how bad was like my cell phone video camera like back then versus like now where like i'm shooting in like 4k and like you know 60 frames per second on my phone which is insane are you still there oh yeah 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 definitely sorry oh no it's all good i i, I thought you got cut off there but it's all good but yeah just no, I, I, go ahead i'm looking at my window it looks like it's actually snowing outside right now <laughs> Snowing is that normal for this time of year? No, absolutely not. Well, yeah, some some something weird coming down right now. So yeah, that's, that's what what's going on in Pittsburgh right now. It's like 30, 35 couple degrees probably. Thirty five degrees. Do you want to know what the weather's like here? I don't know. It's, it's probably not that cold, but definitely. That's... I was started drifting off in the spacer a little bit. So yeah, sorry about that. No, you're all good. Uh, like yeah, right now it's seventy nine degrees where I'm at. Mm, sounds sounds a lot nicer than here. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's like uh, getting or it's starting to get like a little warmer because we're moving into you know summer, and uh, which is fine. Like we're spoiled. Like for the majority of the year, we have like really nice weather like out here in Orange County. Oh yeah, no, I feel I feel like you go out there. I remember playing like the chain reaction if it rained or something like that. People would be like, oh no, it rained. No one's gonna come to the show now. It's just being spoiled with like such nice weather all the time. Mm-hmm. Like ah, it's raining a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm gonna go out today. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I have heard stuff like that, but like I, I've never like let uh, rain or weird weather like stop me from going to a show. Yeah, a lot of times I know one of the, one of the things about you know Steel Nation, we we kind of stop playing shows more in the winter because we just got tired of you know driving through snowstorms and things like that. So we kind of you know, we tried to limit where we played in the, in the winter because it got to the point where, you know, we, when you're on tour and everything, it, it makes sense to, you know, you're kind of stuck. You're already out there. So you might as well drive places. But, you know, around here, we'd, we'd always, like, we'd book a show and then there'd be, like, a blizzard or something. And we'd be like, you know what? We don't really feel like driving, like, you know, five hours in this direction, you know, through a snowstorm. So we've been, you know, we as we've gotten older, we're just not quite as, uh, you know, maybe as adventurous as we used to be. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. Uh back when i had become friends with the dudes from fight like hell and uh went to denver and made some friends that i still talk to to this day from out there i actually was in contact with like one of my friends from out there matt and i I was talking about how i just needed like a change of pace and he's like dude you should just move to denver like i have like an extra room it would be sick and i I was like seriously considering it i was probably like maybe like 18 at the time uh, and then I asked him about snow because, like, I, I never really dealt with snow growing up. I like my first time I ever like being in snow was in Las Vegas. Like I was, I was on like the north side. The first time I ever like experienced real snow. But then he was like telling me about it, and I was like, you know what? I, I don't know if I could deal with that having to like you know maybe put chains on my tires or hitting black ice, or getting snowed in. Yeah, yeah. We, we 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 definitely drove through some blizzards that were just stupid. Like I don't even know how we we didn't wreck and we actually got, you know, made it through and stuff like that. So yeah, it definitely makes things a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. Snow. Yeah. When we drove to Denver, I was like, I'll drive. So I think we were like in Utah and I hit black ice and we like spun out and I was like, all right, I was like, I think I'm done. I was like, I- I've never dealt with this before. So I'm- I don't want to kill us. So somebody take over. But you guys, obviously, you just mentioned not playing shows in the wintertime. Like, what's your, like, preferred uh, time of the year that you guys like playing shows? It's just, I mean, it's not It's not really that we, we won't play shows in the winter. I mean, if someone asks us to play somewhere, we you know, we we would probably 
play it regardless, you know what I mean? But we, we kind of like, you know, we usually try to play more in like the, you know, fall, spring and summer and stuff like that, just because any more in the winter. I mean, there's even been shows where, you know, we've had to cancel, or we, I think we canceled once before because I, I just couldn't get out of Pittsburgh. So that's another, another hard thing too, is where if it might not be bad where everyone else lives, but then if it's, you know, bad here in Pittsburgh and I can't really, you know, leave or something like that, then it just, it just kind of makes everything more, just a bit more of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I mean, we we always we always do stuff like that. We'll like you know we'll 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 do something. We'll drive out to Chicago to play some show, and we'll be driving out. We're like, oh, this is the dumbest idea. Like, why are we driving like eight nine hours or whatever out to Chicago? And we we, you know, we play the show, and we're like, oh yeah, that was awesome. Like, yeah, we'll we'll do, we'll do this again. And then we we'll, we'll just go home the next day, or or you know sometimes we'll just leave even after the show, mm-hmm. be completely miserable on the drive home, and say like, oh yeah, we're not doing this again. This is the last time we make some you know big drive just for one show. But then, you know, maybe a month or two later, someone asks us to play, and it's the same situation. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, count us in. So we never really seem to learn our lessons. Yeah, no, but I, I, I totally get that. Like, there's so many times where, like, I'll, I'll make plans, and I want to bail, like, so hard. Because I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I want to go out tonight and get there, whatever. And it turns out being an awesome night, like, cool, like, the show was great. Uh, everybody played success. And then I'm just like, okay. That, that was worth it I'm glad I forced myself to come out and actually get to experience this and then I'll be like alright now it's time to go home and try not to be social again for, for a while but it's just like I, I, I always just uh, have to try to make it out to these shows because I don't want to like miss out on like cool sets or you know bands that I might not even know that I like yeah that's that's how it is for us now too the same thing like you know we well, I mean, at this point, yeah, we'll probably take up any show we get just because it's, 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 we don't see us in the band. We don't see each other too much anymore. So it's always a good excuse just to get together and, you know, hang out for a bit. You know, we always we always like playing too. So, um, you know, so hopefully when all this is over, we'll get back to playing. And, you know, we'll, we'll probably play through sh- shows through the winter regardless of the weather this coming year, especially with, you know, everything that's happening right now. We won't really complain about stuff like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I uh, read somewhere that you guys were were hoping for like a like a late summer or like fall release for the record. Is that still like you guys' plan? Yeah, I mean, just, like I said, everything's just kind of up in the air right now. So that's that's what we'll we'll hope for is that it comes out at some point then. So then you know, but when next spring summer rolls around, maybe we can go play a week of shows or you know, just do something like that on the new record. Yes, we got to make a real effort to get back to California. I say, we'll, we'll if there's a show that gets booked for us, we'll we'll come, we'll make it happen. Okay. If, if people want to see us in California, we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll have to ask around. I because I got I've I've never successfully booked a show, so I I don't really know um, how that all works out here these days. So I'm gonna have to like reach out to some people and see see what the interest is like because like i would love for that to happen for you guys to get back out here and be able to play a show because i know for a fact i'm not the only one out here who, who would love to see you guys out here again and we always had we always had really good shows in california it was always one of our favorite places to go just, you know besides even just the nice weather and stuff like that the shows were always really good that we played so it'd be it'd definitely be cool to, to get back out that way all right and definitely a lot of cities you know we hope to you know make it back to like hopefully get back to florida and California, go back to Texas and everything, but you know, just have to kind of see what happens as the world kind of returns a little more to normal now. 
Yeah, I, I remember seeing a live set of you guys playing at FYA, and I, I thought that was awesome that you guys made it out for that. Oh yeah, that was uh, God, that was that was a while ago too. I can't even remember when that one was. That might have been like five years ago or so. Yeah, I think it might have been like 2014 or or was it? That 15? sounds about right. It was the year they had it at the uh, these like highlight courts. It was kind of a wild setup. Yeah, yeah, it's like the green walls and it was like really open. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool though. It was, it was fun. It was like, you know, it's the whole thing of getting back to playing with a bunch of friends of ours and stuff like that. We hardly ever see anymore. Yeah, awesome fest. I like what they do every year. Like uh, th- this past year was the first time that I was ever able to uh, attend FYA, and I had like a really good time there. So I, like anytime I have a chance to talk about it, I always like you know have so many positive things to say about that fest. So shout out FYA, Bob Wilson, yeah, everybody sure. who worked on it. Yeah. Two years, two years ago, I was, I was down there in Tampa. It was, it was, it was fun. Like I said it's always, uh, it's always cool to be to show with you know good bands and nice weather and stuff like that. So, yeah, they've their fest has kind of come a long way too. Yeah, and it's always cool to you know see them. Same thing, like I mentioned earlier with LDB, like it's cool to see them grow every year and just continue to do cool stuff out there in Florida. Yeah, Florida. We Steel Nation always got a lot, a lot of love in Florida, so that's a place we always tried to go, go back and play and everything. Anytime we'd be out, we'd just we'd sometimes just do, you know, short. We'd go down there for like three or four shows, something like that. We flew down there to play a couple times, so we always try to get back down that way. And you know, I have a buddy who plays in a band out there. They're called Heat Seeker, and I had him on my podcast a while back, and I, I mentioned to him that. Uh, his band reminds me of Steel Nation, and he was like super stoked on that. He's like, "Oh, he's like, dude, they're like one of our our influences." And I was like, "Oh, that's that's awesome to hear because it totally makes sense to me because like when, that's what I like you know hear when I listen to his band. I'm like, okay, this is has to be some yeah, like, Steel yeah. Nation they, in there. They they played the one year that I was down there. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I they're, they're, it, was a, it was a cool band. Yeah, super sick band. But but yeah, you guys get respect everywhere, and I I think that's awesome. It's 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 kind of it's kind of wild sometimes that you know here that there's you know band like newer bands starting up saying that you know Steel Nation was a band they listened to before that their band began so I mean it's it's still it's flattering it's cool to hear stuff you know a little bit unreal still but it's it's definitely cool that there's kids out there still down with us yeah and that's like you know me included I'm a huge fan uh, that's why I, I wanted to have you on the podcast so I can you know talk to you about Steel Nation and hopefully make more people aware of you guys so i thank you for coming on the podcast like i, I really appreciate this oh yeah absolutely thanks for giving us you know giving me a chance to come on and talk about random random shit and bad shows like love island and just all that stuff so yeah no it's all good i'm uh, before we sign off is there anything you want to shout out or plug oh oh man i just i, I feel like i'm not going to say anything because i'll probably forget like I'll, I'll leave something out that i probably should have said and i'll get pissed about it or i'll you know, something like that. But I, you know, I'm just hopefully, our, you know, we'll have our new record out and end of the before the end of the year, and you know, hopefully, we'll keep putting keep putting music out out on after that too. All right. Well, make sure you guys keep an eye out for the new Steel Nation. God, I totally messed up. <laughs> keep an eye out on the new Steel Nation record, The Big Sleep, coming out on uh, Knives Out Records, and oh, and we got to keep our eyes out for that new Bitter End seven inch that you briefly mentioned too. Hopefully that that's gonna that's gonna probably be a little while a little while longer, but okay. you know maybe maybe one day that'll be out too. All right. Well, I'm I'm just glad to hear that there's um, you know still talks going on over there um, with you guys because uh, 
all of the bands are awesome. Steel Nation, Bitter End, Super Six. So I'm stoked on that. Uh, but seriously, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. I like seriously, everybody that I've talked to from uh, the state of Pennsylvania has been super sick and super supportive of what I'm doing. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys again for listening. This has been another episode of the JMRK podcast. Always on top.